Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Katie Hoff. Katie is an eight-time world champion swimmer and a three-time Olympic medalist. She's also a best-selling author, public speaker, and successful entrepreneur. Although hailed as the female Michael Phelps, Katie's journey hasn't been a smooth one. She's withstood tremendous amounts of pressure in her career. She's overcome bitter disappointment and a life-threatening issue, which she's going to talk about today. If you're going through a tough time, Katie's insight on why you need to be a shark if you want to overcome adversity will be a huge encouragement to you. But before we get started today, I want to make you aware of a unique resource available to you. If you're looking for information or resources to improve your mind, body, and recovery, then sign up for my weekly newsletter, Adaptation. Every Friday, you'll get an email from me where I bring you cutting-edge science and tools you can use now to improve the way you look, feel, and perform. So sign up now by going to www.ericquorum.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. But now, it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Katie, you had an amazing career as an elite swimmer, like eight-time world champion, three-time Olympic medalist. But to say that your journey has been really smooth would be like, uh, I think that would be misrepresenting the truth. Rather, it's been a very difficult journey. And I think that maybe even underestimating what you've gone through. Do you mind unpacking how you were able to push through difficult times and still achieve some amazing success? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think it's an acquired skill. So, you know, people always kind of ask me about, you know, how do you overcome adversity? And it's not something that you're just an expert. It's something you're kind of forced into. And then no pun intended, it's a sink or swim situation. And so, you know, starting from the age of 15 years old, when I first uh, went to my first Olympic Games on to you know, having a pulmonary embolism, there's been so many, like you said, speed bumps in my career. And I think when I look back on all of it, and when I also look back on my life current day as a swimmer, you know, c- coming into being an entrepreneur, uh, as well as, you know, other uh, challenges I've had a current day, <laughs> the pandemic, as everyone has mm-hmm. experienced, I, I coined it as being a shark. And I love it because I love saying things that people assume a completely different uh, idea and then being able to, to tell them about it. But essentially a shark in the ocean will stop breathing if they stop swimming. And that's because when they swim, you know, the water goes through their gills It allows oxygen to continue to pump. And so in that regard, I feel the same way about my swimming career. I feel the same way about really anyone who's going through challenges or feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, like how, how am I going to get through this? And it's just as simple as keeping moving, right? So being a shark and the fact that don't stop swimming, don't stop moving, don't stop putting one foot in front of the other. And that sounds very, I'm going to say simple, but it's so, so easy. There's been so many moments in my life, in my career, where I just wanted to crawl into a hole and, and give up and and not keep going. And um, I think the the ways I've been able to be successful is I just, you know, kind of just threw myself into the next day, threw myself into the next venture um, and not really looked back and, and certainly wasn't 
able to do that on my own. But because I had a support system around me to kind of give me a little push forward when I, I didn't think I could keep moving, you know, I was able to really continue to drive success and get up from those moments when I didn't think I was going to be able to get back. I mean, like when you had the pulmonary embolism, I mean, I think that was kind of later in your career. Am I correct? You Could you yes, talk about that, that was, for a second? Yeah, that was, yeah. So I was making a, I thought I was going to be done swimming. Uh, well, I wanted to swim into 2020. But after going through a really tough stint for about a four year stint after the 2008 Olympic Games, I was really struggling to find my passion. And so I went through 2012, ended up getting sick at the trials in 2012, thought I was going to be done. And then really had this resurgence of passion. Again, just keeping moving, didn't didn't think I was going to keep swimming. But you know, I wanted to finish my college degree. And I kind of kept seeing the pool as I'd walk onto the college campus and be like, man, like maybe, you know, maybe I kind of had this, the pool was calling to me a little bit. And so actually decided to make a comeback for the 2016 Rio games and was loving it. Like my passion was there. I was feeling like myself again, crushing my paces and workout and flew actually from Miami to California for national championships, which for those who don't know, kind of the, the quad cycle world championships is one year before and one year after the Olympic mm-hmm. Games. So it's a, it's a really big deal when it comes to prepping for an Olympiad. Um, and this meet was to qualify for that. So super excited, super ready to go. And then life throw, threw me a curveball and, and had actually a pulmonary embolism, which I'll explain because I didn't even know what a pulmonary embolism was prior to this. And it's essentially I had two blood clots in my right lung. Wow. Happened, I mean, happened at national championships day one out of the gate. Felt like a you know tiny man with a samurai sword was stabbing me in the ribs to the point where it was so bad that I actually couldn't even take in any further air and I ended up passing out. Long story short, I went on about a seven to eight week period of having no idea what was wrong with me because I was stereotyped as being young. And ultimately got my diagnosis after fighting for it. But I mean, now knowing, you know, I could have died. But at the same time, you know, doctors look at you as at the point that I found my diagnosis, went on blood thinners, you know, found kind of a treatment plan from there. Doctors look at you and they go, okay, well, you should be grateful you're alive. And I'm like, yeah, but like, that's like me turning to you as you just told me, like your career is essentially over. It's like me being like, okay, well, then you can't practice medicine now. Like your entire identity, who you are, what you've worked for your entire life. It's just over and and you don't get a say. And and so at that point, I really had to kind of come to terms with, I didn't get to retire on my own terms. I, I had to make this decision because, you know, lung capacity in any sport is really important, but it turns out with swimming, lung capacity is really 100%. important. And so, yes, yes. So it was, it was, that was really tough and kind of had to really then again, be a shark and fight through that next period as I transitioned into, you know, post athletic life. I mean, I can only imagine being told you can't do what you love to do ever again at the level that you could do it. Like you said, like a, a practicing doctor, like, oh, you just can't do medicine anymore. At that point, was it your family and friends? Was it your community? Who helped you keep swimming? Like who helped you keep moving forward? Or was it just you? Did you have yeah. to just get up and be like, okay, I'm going to figure something out? Or were there, was, did you have a community that helped you? 
I definitely had a community that helped me. I mean, I think there's a little bit of though, you kind of have to let, let someone come to that resolution on their own, right? I think out of the gate, if, if my, you know, fiance at the time, husband now or family had been like, no, 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 like you need to go and you need to do all these things. And like, you need to go to therapy. Like I would have been like, absolutely not. And you know, like, that's just your, I, I think human nature. Um, so I feel like I was lucky in that I had the support I could, you know, vent and cry and be upset, but no one was going to really figure it out for me, right? It had to come from within. I had to be ready. And so when I say be a shark, like that's coming from the wisdom of looking back on the last, you know, six years of just, I, I did that. That's that's how I got out of it. But in the moment, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. It was just like, I kind of just couldn't, I could not fight. Like that's just who I am and, and what's ingrained in me. But I wish actually I had had the, I listened to a podcast and had someone say that because in the moment you feel like, like, what am I doing? Like I'm going from this thing to that thing. And I feel like I'm just flailing and like I'm falling off this cliff. Like where's the tree branch to grab onto, to kind of stop the free fall. But looking back, it was something that like, I can't, you kind of have to go through that period of mourning and you have to go through that period of trying new things. Like I was, that I was going to be in fashion. I was an intern at Bloomingdale's. That was me a dietitian. Like all these different things that like my husband now looks back and he's like, yeah, I, I knew you weren't going to be a dietitian. <laughs> but he kind of just like had to let me go through it because it's your own personal journey. But then you just need the warmth and support around you, right? Like I'm driving the bus, they're the passengers. Mm -hmm. um, and if they, someone would have tried to take the wheel for me, I'd be in the ditch. <laughs> just because, you know, I, I think that people have to figure it out on their own, but at the same time, have someone to prop them up as they kind of keep putting one foot in front of you. I think it's really encouraging for a lot of people because being a shark and swing doesn't mean that you're going to have the right answer. You're just going to keep trying. It's like that song. If you're going through hell, just yeah. keep on moving. Like you didn't know yes. what to do. I'm going to go try fashion. I'm going to go try this, but you didn't just, just sit there and look, there is nothing wrong with taking some time to like mourn, like you, you literally like mourn yeah. the loss of your career. But from what I'm gathering, you just kept trying things until you found the thing just stuck, which is now you've got this really cool program that you and your husband run. What's the name of it again? Synergy. Synergy Drive. Right. And it's dry land training for swim organizations like uh, club teams or even potentially high schools or private schools. I'm going to put a yes. link in the show notes for that. But I think it's phenomenal. Like you, you figured something out that now you can take your skill set and go serve others, go help others, go improve the lives of others. And also your messaging here. I mean, like for me as an entrepreneur, you and I had some discussion. It's tough. <laughs> so hard. Like there are days you're just like, why am I taking this beating? But you just get up and you take the next step. And I think that is like such a wonderful message for other people. Like just keep swimming. Because if you stop swimming, you're going to die. Yeah. I mean, yeah, blatantly. I, I think... Yeah, but I love what you said. Like, I think people think, oh, like you just keep going and then it's all just going to perfectly work out. Like, I wish, <laughs> I wish I could snap my fingers. <laughs> no, wouldn't that be nice? But my husband and I say it all the time. It's like, we look back and we're like, man, like, if we had just known what we know now, like we could have like just, you know, avoided that. I'm like, but I, but no, like if you follow, it's interesting. If you look back on any really difficult thing and you've kept moving, there will always be pieces, even when, even in the moment when it was absolutely terrible and you were screaming and crying, you're like, this sucks. But when you look back, you're like, oh, that's why that happened because that led to that and that led to that. So if you can remember that in that moment and go, this doesn't make any sense. This is terrible. Like, what am I doing? It will, it will. You just have to trust. It might take 
a month. It might take a year. It might take five years, like maybe 10 years, but like it will. And so I think for me now having that belief, which I didn't in the, like, it was way harder when I did it now in, in moments where something happens or I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm doing it. Right. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, because I'm continuing, it's almost like a, like a pact. Like if you decide to keep moving every day and you're a shark, then the universe will grant you this. It'll make sense moment eventually. <laughs> but if you don't shake the hand of like, I'm willing to be a shark. Okay. Then it, it won't, it won't happen. So just trust that if you're keeping moving, it will all work out. You just gotta be willing to make the commitment to do that. Thanks for listening to the blueprint podcast. If you love this episode with Katie, please take a screenshot on your phone and post it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you post stuff. And please be sure to tag me and Katie And then tell me why you like this episode and what you'd like to hear more of in the future so I can create great content for you. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.